Yo, and we're live, and we're live. Welcome oh to God, the to the Diran Diran Cartel. Guys, and welcome to episode thirty-seven. And today I've got Sabrina Stocker. What's going on, Sabrina Stocker? Sabrina Stocker. That's hey, hey. That's how people say your name in America, right? It is. It is Sabrina Stocker. Like yeah. I, I just, I just, just said yes in the end. <laughs> how um. It looks like you've got a green screen behind you. You're currently where? Currently in Egypt. Honestly, I have to check myself by like being able to touch wood because it looks like I'm in a studio with a really cool green screen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now I've got a couple of countries. And if you're watching this, you're going to see a lot of people just walking up and down in bikinis. Um, yeah. So, you know, That's <laughs> keep fine. your eyes out. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, there might, be, there might be a reason why they are going to watch this, you know? other than the great content that we're just going to give them, you know. Um, before I start, Sabrina, yeah, I always ask one question and I need to know. It tells me a lot about the person, right? Okay. Oh, okay. What is your Nando's order? I miss Nando's. Oh, my goodness. Nando's order. Yeah. Half chicken. Yeah. Medium on a hot, deciding on how daring I feel. Okay. And then it's got to be creamy mash and mixed grilled veg. No chips, no peri peri chips. Well, I get the person next to me to order the peri peri chips, and then I eat all their chips. And then you can have <laughs> their chips, yeah. I always like when when people go Nando's and they don't order peri peri chips. I'm a bit like, this is there something up with this person? I feel like I don't know if I can trust this person. But what it is when they order normal chips without the peri peri, that's when I have an issue. Yes, because then it just tastes like the chips that you can make at home. Exactly. And what is the point of going to Nando's if you're not going to pay Perry? Yeah, exactly. 100%. So, okay. Now, you are, we met like two years ago, something like this. Around is two it years that ago. far away? Possibly, yeah. I think we met at live show in London for like briefly. And yeah, then, we did. And then I must have seen you in Fulham somewhere. Yeah. Last summer, I moved to Fulham and I think we kept bumping into each other in Market Hall. Yes, because, yeah, we were doing like... In the morning, that's where I used to go do uh, my work. And I, you know what? I miss it so much, you know, because it's such a nice little place to go do your work. I know, honestly, like, I mean, here's pretty cool. Like, I'm not complaining, but yeah. like, you could just get up, have a coffee, chat to some dogs. And you know what I love most about it is you meet other people with the laptop lifestyle. Yeah. You didn't feel so secluded because there'd always be somebody doing similar to you. Do you understand why now me and James travel so much and work at the same time because you've never you've never you've never really done this before have you mm, not properly no i've backpacked i've traveled i've worked abroad but i haven't actually been like you know what i went before here i was gonna go to bali bali's closed gonna go to oz oz closed i was like where can i go in the world and i finished my rent i sold my car yeah. sold a load of my stuff and just thought fuck it yeah, <laughs> gonna go good. somewhere hot yeah it's good i think um like me personally um, I feel like I feel like I can't go on a holiday without my laptop. Like I, I enjoy it. I enjoy waking up in the morning and doing something that's I don't know valuable in a way. You know, that's going to mm -hmm. give some value to people and then have fun with like my day. So I don't want a day off because I have fun doing what I do. Right? You know? Are you the yeah. same? Exactly the same. Like I, people were like, "Oh, screen, you're such a workaholic. I put your laptop away." And I'm like, "No, like I'm building my little empire here. I like it. Yeah. And so, I'd rather do it here than you know in an office." Yeah. So one of the reasons 
your popular is you're on a show called uh love island no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> you're on you're on the apprentice right i was a couple oh my god two years ago now so two years ago okay so yeah that was a ride and um i'll be honest with you i've never seen it i've never seen we, it we can't be friends Darren. i've never <laughs> seen it i've never seen it were you so before you got onto the show do you have to be a business owner to get onto the show or are you just business minded I mean, it, I was a business owner, but like sometimes they do get certain candidates on who have a great personality, but no business acumen to make good TV, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had, a, I had a tennis, I was a tennis coach. Um, I had a tennis events company. So that's why I went on to the show. It was like my sporting background. Okay. And how old are you? 25. 25. And you do business coaching right now, right? Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question then? <laughs> Go on. As a business coach, for example, if I was to hire myself a business coach, right? I kind of like my business coach to to comfortably say like they make good money, mm -hmm. right? I agree. Yeah. Do you, Do you agree, or because I feel like this is a bit of a funny topic? Like, do you agree or you don't? A hundred percent. Like, I have an apps. Like, I get fuming when I hear this, but. You can't just be a business coach, right? If I'm going to have a business coach, I want somebody whose main income is from running their business, not yeah. from teaching other people how to start a business or how to scale. Because unless you're in the game, then like it's, it's, it's just bullshit that you're telling the person because you haven't been there and done it. Or you're not expanding your own business empire. So yeah. for me, like business coaching is something I do a bit of fun on the side, but it's not my main business. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking for a business coach, you want someone who's like been there and done it, hopefully in your industry and yeah. they're growing their industry while trying to help you at the same time. Yeah. And do you feel like that's like, it should be like that with kind of all other industries. So for example, when again, like I bring this up every now and then when I see like life coaches giving life advice, when their life is screwed up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm like, and I mean, like, I, <laughs> what? I, no, I don't, I don't want to. No, I get it. Like, I, hope, I, I hope, give great, it's really hard when it comes to life coaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm amazing at giving relationship advice. Like, I'm freaking amazing. But yeah. I've gotten, my love life is a total shambles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I don't know when it comes to life coaches. Um, Mm, yeah it's a tricky one because what qualifies you to be a life coach like n nothing so therefore is it something that's a perceived value or is it something that you're just giving value to people but it might not mean you're necessarily got your shit together as well i, I think i think a lot of people are doing it because it sounds cool do you know what i mean like imagine imagine yeah. like and like I, I used to like when i was peting on gym floor i would have friends that on their bio pt life coach all of this shit and i'm thinking you're there giving advice to like a ceo of a company that's paying you a hundred pounds a session and you're telling me you're giving this guy business advice or life advice i'm like are you sure mate i was like i think i think you're the one that needs it more than he does you know and i, I always find that's a bit of like a weird topic do you do you have do you have life coach on your bio no, oh, no, 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 okay. no. Can you imagine? I'm actually a life coach doing okay. <laughs> I, I would have. I would. I was gonna say. I would have. I would have. I would have grilled you. Okay, so let's talk a little bit because I feel like a lot of personal trainers, online PTs, and all that stuff. I feel like 
they'll benefit out of your knowledge as a business owner because mm-hmm. i think what one of the biggest problems is when you are a self-employed personal trainer or self-employed with any industry that you do people don't realize the consistency and the work rate you have to put in to actually have a successful business right and what would you mm-hmm. say what would you say to someone that's starting off as a new self-employed business owner not doesn't have to be fitness it can be anything it can be anything what what would you what would yeah, some of your well, tips be well if you're like okay um let's take pt for example or a tennis okay. coach or whoever you're trying to be okay. um and assuming that you're doing it offline because obviously they're very different um you've just got to get your experience up like i would say contact everyone you know on your phone book be like hey cool this is what I'm going to do. I'm changing up the career. I want to become a personal trainer. Would love to train you. This is how much I'd normally charge. This is what I, I want to charge you. Um, or just pay me what you feel like you're doing so that you build up your testimonials. Because yeah. usually when it comes to like an in-person trainer, you're you're working off word of mouth, right? Yeah. They're not going to see you on Instagram and be like, right, I'm going to go travel 500 miles to go train with this person. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So you've got to start building up your network and the credibility and the results is what's going to grow your business more than anything else. Do you think um, a lot of people, well, I know this for sure. I think a lot of people assume that when you have followers, you're, you're making a ton of money, right? And I feel like personal trainers and oh, say that again sorry that's all right i'm saying a lot of people have this misunderstanding of oh if you have a lot of followers you're making loads of money or whatever it is right mm-hmm. and i think people that are uh, creating new businesses and trying to build businesses they think having a huge following is going to be more beneficial when really i think they're personally concentrating on the wrong thing am i right a hundred percent this is like my pet hey i'm like cool everyone on instagram what questions do you have about business and 80 percent of them are about social media like Mm. i only have a big following because um because i was on the apprentice right before the apprentice i had two three thousand people like fast forward that because of the publicity that's why i have a big following but that's not why i'm successful at business like I didn't yeah. grow my following to create a business. And I think it's a bit of a, like, I think it's an excuse to be honest. Oh, I don't have a lot of people on social media. So therefore people aren't going to want to work with me. Whereas social media is only a backup of credibility. So for whatever reason, I do type my name, Sabrina Stocker into Google, something comes up telling them about me. But that's not why they're going to find out about me in the first place, unless I have an online business. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said um, people, it's an excuse. It hundred percent is an excuse. And I remember even like some personal trainers I chat to that work in big franchises in gyms, uh, pre, pre, uh, pre COVID and all these weird times is like when, um, they're talking about, Hey, yeah, I want to grow a following. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, bro, what, what are you trying to do? They're like, yeah, well, I want to get, I want to be fully booked as a PT. Okay. I'm like, how many members does the gym have about two and a half thousand? So you're telling me, You've approached two and a half thousand people in here and you still don't have a full time. You're not fully booked. Why are you worrying about growing a following when all the people around you can, are all potential customers? Do you know what I mean? They're all in the gym to get results. You're actually in the perfect spot instead of trying to grow a social media following and target a certain audience for whatever, say, your product is. And I feel mm-hmm. like 
PT and social media, I think it's, I think social media is amazing and really powerful, right? But I just think people are playing the wrong angle and then trying to figure out and thinking they're failing because they don't have a successful business. Before you got on The Apprentice, right? Yeah. Would you say you were making decent money before you got on and gained a following? Yeah, hundred percent. I was, um, I was. A, so my background is tennis coaching. Yeah. Um, I was full time tennis coach, studying my masters, running like the biggest events company in the UK within tennis before oh, the really? apprentice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. How so many, we would How many have, clients? How many clients do you, would you have? How many? So tennis coaching, I'd probably, I'd be like fully booked back to back. So I'd coach between six to ten hours a week, uh, so a week a day. Yeah. Um, and then events, I probably had about 200 events per year. So what? we had a team of like, yeah. 200? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, you're, the... so you're not all talk then? <laughs> Sick. <laughs> no, that's wicked. And how old were you then? And how old were you then? I was like 21. Yeah, but you know what, Sabrina, yeah? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't know this because I feel like you don't tell me enough about yourself on your social. Yeah. See, I'm not. I'm not a social media girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like my tennis company. You know, I've got a team of 42, trained, like put them through the course, partnered with David Lloyd, Virgin Active, Better, like really big names. Um, last year, prior to COVID, we had like 400 events. We were having like it was crazy, crazy busy. Cash money, um, cash money. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like huge, and I've only switched it up because of COVID. Like all the events have stopped, so my business went overnight. Um, but it's not something that I talk about on social media because it's not what I'm trying to push. Like my, like no one's going to see Sabrina Stucker and then be like, "Cool, I'm going to send my eight-year-old kid to her tennis tournament." So yeah. that's why I don't push it. Yeah, you know what good thing that you pointed out there you said the business kind of is, did it finish during covid like it's done or well it's, it's not done it's but pause. it just stopped yeah it's okay. on pause so we're now, really lucky because you've got such a, a lean cash flow we can start it up again okay you can't play tennis so yeah exactly so let me ask you this um when this happened when shit hit the fan mm -hmm. right i think as business owners, I feel like you have to be a problem solver, right? When that happened, did you panic and go, oh my God, I'm fucked, I'm ruined? Or did you go, no, I need to figure out a way to keep this going? I feel like that that's what makes the biggest difference between like successful business owners and successful people. How did you respond to COVID? And what did you do to ensure that, I guess all your people were getting paid and you were getting paid and all of that. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah, 100%, like, great question. It's, it's all mindset. So I actually was like, right, I've done this business for four years. I've made it as big as I want to do. Yeah. I saw it actually as an opportunity rather than anything else. I've always yeah. wanted to start this and start this and start this. What can I do now I have all of this time and I don't have to worry about the tennis company? And that's why everything started flourishing because I had the skills ready. Yeah. It was just about transferring them. And anyone whose business has been like impacted by COVID, there's nothing you can do about COVID. So you've yeah. got to be able to, in yourself, figure out a solution. I think a lot of people, um, I don't want to say excuse for this, but in a way, 
not it's I wouldn't say an excuse, but it's an opportunity for people to lay back and go, you know what, it's just time to chill and worry about getting a business or whatever. I, I think it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's the best time to get results. I think it's the best time to create a business. I think it's the best time to take advantage when people are laying back. To be honest, that's what I did. That's what I did. And I, I kind of found my niche product and which I'm loving and I'm growing it every single day, you know? And that's because I didn't fall back, you know? Woo, yay, hey, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and it's crazy. Love it. I learned so much during COVID as a like business owner and mm-hmm. as it sounds weird. Like I'm actually a director. Like I, I find that weird to, to say that because you know, the way that. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, but it's weird. Cause it's like, I'm from a council estate from East London, you know? So it, it's kind mm-hmm. of cool to be able to say that, but also help motivate people as well. But I also think it's sometimes hard for people to believe that young people can be like successful with business because number one, cause of experience. Number two, I just think people don't expect it. Have you, being like a young business owner, right? A successful young Mm -hmm. business owner, were you getting any hate from people like girls that you were friends with or people around you? Were people weird to you or were people like trying to belittle you when you were trying to do well or doing well? Tell me a bit about that. I'm like an advocate of this. Um, Imagine being, there's like tennis coaches, less than two percent of us are female so i had this like massive male dominated where everyone's like over the age of 30 doing what they're doing every single day so when i come along and i'm like i've got this idea i've got this idea i didn't get this into and i had i created this limiting belief in myself that just because i was young um that you know i wouldn't get taken seriously or yeah. I wouldn't, you know, be able to expand. And it was only until, but I used that to my advantage. I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm young, I'm blonde, like I'm decent looking. I'm going to get myself into the club. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and as soon as I was able to like get a meeting with them, then they'd listen to the serious side. And when they got results, that just helped build up like, you know, how I was feeling about myself. But yeah. I built this like it was in my head. It was all in my head. And I think that's just the limiting belief. Another excuse that we give ourselves yeah. that, you know, we, we can't start a business young because why not? Yeah, I think I think that's one of the like the most one of the greatest things is kind of shocking people with um, mm-hmm. like actually knowing what you're talking about, because even with the stuff that I, I, I post a lot of dumb shit on social media. Right. It makes me smile, so it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, it it makes you smile, which is great. And then maybe until we have this conversation or the last time we spoke, you might have not even known I had my own business, right? And Mm -hmm. which which I think is nice because you can have fun and not not shove it in people's faces to like buy this, buy that, buy this, buy that. And then you can subtly either drop to them or tell them, hey, listen, I've, I've got a product that I think that can help you. And what what better to work with someone that kind of either makes you smile or you can have fun with and as well as getting results. I feel like so many people now are like pushing for the wrong results, the followers, pushing for money more than giving value, pushing Mm -hmm. uh, 
for volume of people instead of making their product better, you know? And it's one of those things I've learned like over the last few years is if you give value, if you're consistent and if you show people that you actually care, which I do with especially what I do and you obviously do with what you do, I think it actually works out so much better. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. Like, I think people are playing the wrong games. That's that's the issue. Like, they, I think I don't think it's their fault though. I think you know when we go through education and society, yeah, we don't start a business. We don't yeah. get taught the basic fundamentals. Even even business GCSE is a load of bullshit. Like, you don't learn anything to actually is. help you. So is, yeah. Because everyone's always on their phone and they're always. And they're always on Instagram. They think the world evolves around Instagram, but businesses are running before social media. So I think it depends what game they're playing and if they're playing the right one for their business. 100%. I feel like the system itself is built in a way to not create business owners, right? Like, because, and I think one of the biggest things is like people, um, people fear to make the leap of creating a business and i think you have you, you you have to take risks with businesses to see if you succeed or not. and you fail you fail a lot like i'm not gonna lie i failed a lot man i failed a lot and i feel like as long as you learn from them it's fine you know when you were doing your you said you did your masters right and during that mm -hmm. did that did you learn more from experiences from creating businesses and doing businesses or what you learned from going to university and doing your master's in business? How would you scale it? And what would you say the advantages are and what would, what advice would you give to someone that is thinking about potentially going in and studying their master's in business? If you want to get a, a jump on the career ladder, an MBA helps. If you want to be a business owner, then spend your time watching YouTube videos and learning of people who have done it instead of studying an MBA. <laughs> you know what? How, how crazy is that though? But, I know. But people don't hear it enough. But people don't hear it enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I, I, to be honest, I've, I think I've got this mindset because of my dad. My dad was a political refugee, innit? So he, and he just had his own business and he tried making other businesses. And most of my cousins and my family members there, most of them are self-employed. And it's crazy to think like, because I, I guess they have the, they don't have the fear of taking a risk because they already risk everything by going to a different country, right? So it's like, you might as well go all yeah. in. Whereas people that's, I'm going to say a part of the system or people that are, that sit and take security over taking a risk. It's like they have too much to lose, so they don't make the leap. Mm -hmm. No, hundred percent. Like it's it's all limiting belief. It's not wanting to change it up, but also like it's it's to do with them because they feel safe. But yeah. like if you look at the situation now, the people who are thriving are those the ones taking the risks. Yeah. And if you I understand if you've got kids or if you've got a family, it's a different situation. But yeah. if you're in a situation where the worst thing that's gonna happen is you lose two or three years of your life, like when you're in your twenties, you're still in your twenties, you know what I mean? So yeah, why not? Exactly. And even and that's why I think people should make those leaps when as soon as possible instead of 
uh, waiting and waiting. I'll wait for this. I'll wait for that. I'll, I reckon because I feel like there is no better time than now. You know, there's like mm-hmm. there is no better time than now to go travel. To well, maybe not now, <laughs> but like <laughs> not travel. Well. But like, yeah exactly exactly like no better time to travel no better time to buy something no better time to try a different experience you know instead of overthinking overthinking and stressing and stressing so you're a business owner you took risks you still do you're traveling and all of this stuff right what is your background where's your family from and what sort of upbringing did you have because I think it's interesting if you were say come from I don't know. Let's say if you had a trust fund at eleven years old, would you be, would you be <laughs> what, as motivated? What do you think they're in? <laughs> honestly, what do you think they're in? Honestly, <laughs> okay. I reckon I reckon you had a decent upbringing. I reckon I reckon okay. mum and dad had a good job. I could be wrong. Am I wrong or am I right? They had they had decent jobs, um, but like not amazing. So my dad is a teacher. Okay. Um, and my mum, she's a teacher. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and now then she's like a, a secretary now. Um, my yeah. dad's still teaching. So it wasn't like bad in a sense that like we didn't have any money and stuff. But I went to a state school. Like money was an issue when I was growing up. I didn't get given anything. I started working when I was 14. I paid cool. for myself since I was 16. So for me, like I wanted to be in an opportunity when I was like growing up. Yeah. But I never wanted my kids to have to worry about money. And that has been a massive motivator for me. So because I've been able to grow this myself, like that's been a massive push. I never want to be in a situation which my parents were when they brought me up. Yeah. 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 And I think because like that has been a motivator. However, if my parents had a lot of money and I never had to worry, I don't know. Maybe I'd have turned out differently. Yeah. I think with yourself, uh your parents had standard jobs right but they were educators so you were well educated mm-hmm. right yeah and you use that to your benefit which is great like me in school i was shit in school man i was so shit in school i got two bloody gcse's and one of them was turkish sabrina that's how Love bad it. it is i mean yeah. my mom was indian so if you if there's any your mom's indian <laughs> yeah. really can you not see the time this is not an english time darren <laughs> actually i can see the town but i didn't expect indian your mum must be quite fair then like oh yeah she looks she looks cypriot okay and your dad's english yeah where was your mum born she was born she was born in england but she grew okay. up in um india and africa actually indian zambia really yeah that's cool. and where do they live now we we live in england in london just in the suburbs they live in the suburbs in london Okay, mm. cool. And so you're close to when you were living here, you were close to home. Mm-hmm. And what um, what did you enjoy about living in London the most? Um, well, for the, until I was like 22, my life evolved around David Lloyd <laughs> purely because I would gym, I would play tennis, I'd coach there. I had a huge network there. Yeah. Um, but actually, the reason why I moved to Fulham was to meet other people doing something that I wanted to do as well because like I needed more young people I needed some more max on the table next to me yeah. <laughs> and instead and instead you met you met loads of influence that do ads <laughs> <laughs> I know it switched up but no it's cool you know and 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Fulham's like, I like that. No, Fulham's good, Fulham's good. Do you think, um, talking about that sort of stuff, do you reckon people with big followings that do like loads of ads and all that stuff, which is fine, by the way, I, I have nothing against it, but do you think, honestly, as a business owner, do you think it gives people's following value, less value, or do you reckon concentrating on creating your own product and selling something that's yours within is better? Or And do you think people don't try that because it's the hard route and take the easy route instead and don't look at the long game? That was like six questions in one paragraph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I have nothing against. Yeah. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? The questions now, Darren. No, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a harder question than with GCCs. Nah. Um, <laughs> like, I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing against influencers promoting products, providing they're actually promoting products that are going to give their audience value. Because yeah. if, for example, I don't know, the real obvious one, like, boo, is it boo something tea? Like, everyone knows that's a product. And you see certain people, massive celebrities promoting it. And they, they know nothing about fitness, nutrition. Most, yeah. like, the one that annoys me the most is when they promote products and they've never freaking used the product. And you don't know, like, why are you promoting it for? And I think there's an ethical game to be played here, which is short-term gain in terms of you getting paid, but actually, are you, you know, helping everyone that's following you out because they know, like, and trust you. So therefore, you have that moral responsibility in yourself to only promote things that you do. And then the flip side of that, to do in question point 7.0, um, <laughs> is... <laughs> Um, is that if you do have a business that you're trying to grow, why would you promote other people's products in the first place? Unless, again, it's completely aligned to what you're trying to grow. Yeah. Do you think, I think I'm a bit of a, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I'm a control freak, but I like the fact that I have, no one can tell me what to do. Do you know what I mean? I like the fact that, mm. I, like, I like the fact that. Most situations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For like, for example, if, if I had to do, and you know what, one day if the right product comes and they're like, Dylan, we want you to do this, you'll think it will be great. And I reckon and if I think I could have a lot of fun with it, then I will do it. I will do it. Right. If it's something that I love. Right. But it has to be big. It has to be, has yeah. to be like, has to be like an iPhone or it has to be like Nike or something. I don't know. Something that I can be creative with, but <laughs> If they, if they give them like creative freedom and then I send a video and I'm saying, hey, this is the thing I'm going to post to promote your product. And they turn around and say, no, no, we, we want you to add this as well. And I'll be like, ah, see, I don't, that's just kind of, now, now we're playing mind games and I, and, I, and I can't be dealing with that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get you. I, I do feel you. Have you done that for anyone before? Um, I've never changed my content for somebody. Um, I've, I've had stuff sent to me and I've refused to post about it until I've used it and seen a result. And I say that 
Um, yeah. But like there's stuff like I've got a, a laptop that I'm going to be promoting um, very soon, but it's something that I think people actually use. Do you know what I mean? So it, it depends what it was. When I first came off the show, I got so many DMs come through and I deliberately tried to stay away. I was like, this could go down a, a path. But it's, te it's tempting. It's tempting. Like, cool, I'm going to pay you £500, £1,000, £2,000. Great, short term, but long term, like, well, what's that actually going to do? Why have they put a fan on right next to me? Um, That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> um, what, you know, how's that going to help me? Yeah, I understand. If um, I get, I'm not going to lie, there's been, there's been times where I've got an offer where it's like 5K to do like a couple posts and do this and do that. And I'm like, 5K. I'm like, bro, that, that's like, you could, I could do some, I could have some fun with that, you know, <laughs> you know, but like, you. but then I'm like, you know what, but I could be losing some value to what I give to some of my clients. So I'm a bit like, nah, I can't do that. And, but flip into like you not taking that on, right? When you started mm -hmm. a business and when you were trying to make it bigger, was it how long did it take for it to be successful and how consistent would you say you have to had to be? Oh my god, I was like working every single day. Like I'd say no to going out. Like I had to show up every single time. There was no excuse, especially when an events company. If you haven't got your staff member there, you've got to be the one who's going there because otherwise you've got 30 60 people turning up and no one's there to greet you yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, you've got to work hard and the only reason why you're going to break through is because you've put the work in behind the scenes there's no such thing as an overnight success yeah. unless you're on love island yeah <laughs> yeah but do you reckon um because i think uh, a lot of people like the the choice of like for example my product i, I see it as like I see it as like my baby, right? So it, when someone says something about it, I take it a little bit personal, right? So if someone says something, mm -hmm. but then I have to like take a deep breath and be like, hold on a second. I need to take this in and use it as an opportunity to make this better. Because if, if I'm going to say the word soft, if you're soft about any time someone criticizes you about your business or your product, and I don't think it's the right game for you. Am I right? Yeah, you, well, you can't. I mean, I used to take it so personally and get really defensive. And then I'm like, actually, this person's got their opinion. There's a yeah. reason why they're sharing it, unless they're just being a bit of a dick. Um, is that something that I can actually improve and bring it into my business? Yeah. Or is it something that's just negative energy? And if you can decide between the two, they might actually add something to your business that you've never even thought of. Exactly. But you know what's great? What's mad about that is you can get those people, which is great, but then you get the people that say something and you know they're trying to be a bitch. You know they're trying to like belittle you. <laughs> you know, innit? And I'm always like, no. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, that's not happening. That's not happening. All right. Forget, put business aside for a sec, yeah? Traveling. You're, yes. you're, you're in you're in. Now we're talking, doing. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> You're in, you're in Egypt right now. Mm -hmm. What's the next move? Next move? Well, I'm not coming back to the UK anytime soon. Yeah. Um, for family and stuff, you don't, you're not fussed? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll come back for Christmas. 
Um, but I'll probably go to Dubai in a couple of weeks. And yep. then I'd, I'd say Bali or Australia, depending if they open up. But I don't think Australia is going to open up anytime soon. So um, maybe like Bali would be pretty yeah. cool to go back to. I'll be, I'll be in Australia in January. How are you getting into Australia? I've got, um, I've got, I've got a residency, you know. Do you? Yeah, I've got Australian residency, so oh. I, so I can I can go in without applying for I can as long as I have a flight, I can go in. Yeah, so I can't wait. This is the longest time I haven't seen my friends out there, so it's like it's, it's a while because I've got. How long were you in Oz for? I've got a big history in Oz. I was I had a connection to Oz since I was seventeen years old. So oh, wow. So I lived there for like three and a half years. Three years, three and a half years. Okay. I went back and forth a lot though. So I know like the Australian culture very well. I PT'd there, lived there, had my own business there, like self-employed business. And yeah, it's where that's where me and James met. That's where we started all the madness and took off to go Bali. We went when Bali wasn't a cool thing. Now it's the cool thing. <laughs> I love it. You know what? My like ideal day, if I had to choose any day, and this is how I choose where I travel to. Can I live this day or not? Yeah. Get up in the morning, go for a swim. Yeah. Have a good coffee. Coffee before swim if I'm feeling a little bit tired. Yeah. Um, get on my laptop, work, and then chill out and have a barbecue in the evening. Yeah. Like that yeah. is an ideal yeah. life. So anywhere yeah. that can provide that, I will be there. Yeah. But you know what? What the best I, I love all of that, right? But there's something about being like the weather's nice in London today. Like it's it's shining bright, it's nice. When there's when it's shitty weather and you're in and amongst it, there's something about it that I love being amongst the hustle, you know? Hustle like, and bustle, yeah. It's nice to have a mix though. Uh, it's nice to have a mix. And then being able to be like, fuck it, I'm flying off. Which is obviously, mm -hmm. we can't really do now as we would usually, but it's it's all good. Right. So I'm just going to jump into your suitcase, come to Australia with you. They won't yeah. check. Good luck. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> right, Sabrina. Thank you for jumping on the podcast. It's nice to chat to you because I don't think we've ever really chatted like this. So it's nice to chat to you. Can you tell people where to find you? Yeah. Well, thank you, Percy, Duran, for allowing me to come on. <laughs> I quite enjoy talking to you, though. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Instagram is probably yeah. my main platform. SabrinaStocker.r because I couldn't get Sabrina Stocker. Yeah. Um, and drop me a DM <laughs> if you heard this. Um, say I can say hi to Duran for you. Exactly. There you go. Say hi. And if you need any help, <laughs> and if you need any help with your business, I'm sure Sabrina yeah. can help out. Right. Sabrina, thank you for coming on. Anyone that's listened to this, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you share this. Yeah. Because I'm coming in hot.